This is Chargers Unleashed Podcast. Here are your hosts, Dan Wolfenstein and Jake Hampton. Welcome to another edition of Chargers Unleashed. Jake Hefner and Dan Wolkenstein here with you from the LA Football Network. Today's show, of course, is being brought to you by UFC Fit and Temecula, Golden Road Brewery, Charger Bolt Family, Tick Pick, and Bet Online. If this is your first time tuning into the show, make sure to hit that like and subscribe button on YouTube. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Spotify, or Apple Podcasts. Dan Wolkenstein, it is July 6th. Which means we are still not back in football season, damn it. <laughs> but we're closer today than we were yesterday. I'm getting frustrated over here, as I know everybody else is. We are, what, two and a half weeks away? The Chargers come back to training camp the week of July 25th. I think it's officially on July 27th they return to, uh, uh, to Jack Hemmett Sports Complex. Mm-hmm. So we're, we're getting there. We're getting there. But God... <laughs> Bring me to August 13th for the first preseason game of the season. I don't care, man. Just give me some contact. Give me some pads. Give me just people hitting other people. Something. (laughs) I need it. Welcome to Chargers Unleashed. For folks who are tuning in live, welcome. You guys know the spiel. If not, uh, feel free to leave your comments, questions, topics you'd like us to discuss. We'll do rapid fire throughout the episode. We'll try to do as much as we can to get in your comments and topics as we go along. We have a really, really fun episode today. Uh, as you know, Jake and I are huge movie fans. Jake more so than me. He can tell more movie titles and quotes than anybody I know. Uh, I challenge anyone to beat Jake at that. Like I told you, in- Wooldog will be a very admirable opponent. And yes. Kevin. Well, that'll be another episode we'll have to do just fully based on that. But totally. before we get into that, Jake, I know we're going to talk about a few articles that came out recently this week uh, that kind of caught our attention uh, but before we get into that, Jake, how are you? I'm good, man. I mean, I, hell, Other I than told you, you hate the fact I told you no 20 seconds ago how I'm feeling. <laughs> I'll put it all out there if you need me to. But I just, you want to talk about my disdain at this point of the year for the lack of football, for the lack of sports in general? Stanley Cup's wrapped up, NBA play, playoffs are, are, and finals are all wrapped up. So we've got Wimbledon. Okay, <laughs> we got baseball. Dot, We've dot, got the dot. UFC on the occasional Saturdays, but damn it, we're close enough. You could taste it. We're almost into August. I know people do, are not really the biggest fans of preseason. Everybody's looking towards September, but you know what? Screw that, man. Just give me football. Give me pads. Give me full contact. Let's go. Yes. Yeah. So after the first segment, where we have a couple of topics to discuss. The next topic that we're going to talk about for the majority of this is going to be Jake and I, as we're movie buffs, uh, you heard the blockbuster term for folks who have not heard. I believe it's the defensive line that has Brent, been Brandon Fajoko came up with the blockbuster term for that position group. So what Jake and I decided we wanted to try to do today, and we'll give you some visuals for folks who are watching on YouTube, is position group-wise, if you were to give position groups a movie title, which movie title would they be and why? So for folks in the comments, for folks watching... If you have a movie title for a specific position group that you would like to share, put it, give it to us in the comments, and we'll go ahead and talk about it live if you give it to us live, or we will reply to you in the comments post-production. This but, is the subject matter that you have to come up with during this time of the season. You know what? We don't give up. We just like our content creators, 
We're here for the listeners and the viewers. And look, if some of these are absolutely ridiculous, don't blame us. It's the you know, early part of July. We have no football. This is all we got. But right. just to kick things off, we are doing a giveaway uh, as part of the LAFB. So if you text the word UNLEASHED to 31032, again, UNLEASHED to 31032, you can be entered into a LAFB giveaway for your choice to win a hat of your choice from Lids. You can get anything from for the Chargers. You can get anything from the Trojans, Rams, if you want to talk about the Rams. You can talk about the Bruins, uh, who may or may not be part of the Pac-12, Pac-10 anymore. Um, so yeah, 31032, text the word UNLEASHED for your chance to enter in for a free hat of your choice from Lids. Jake, last thing. Before we get into the mushy gushy stuff, let's pay the bills. Absolutely, our bar- <laughs> always got to pay the bills. Our partners over at Bet Online continue to be the number one source for all of your betting needs and sports information. Find all of the latest odds, news, and sports developments, including this year's Major League Baseball, the latest UFC fight news, and even next year's NFL futures. Head on over or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your fifty percent welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use the promo code Believe. That's B L E A V to get your bonus and get into the action. Bet online where the game starts. Jake Herbalist, bolt up fan with a bunch of lightning bolts and a heart. Uh, Thunderbolt 24 comes in with a bolt up and says hello. Uh, Thunderbolts 24, Jake, also gives us a super sticker. Three bucks. Thank you so much. Bolt up and let's go. This is going to be a fun episode. I can't wait. Uh, Juan Arenado says unleashed. Is that a movie? No, bro. He was texting in the unleashed to your your code. This is not three one zero three two. Doesn't matter. <laughs> okay, fine. You can uh, clearly see he's participating. I I was wondering if there was a movie name called Unleashed. Bad to the Bone is the one that we're going to get later on. Apparently, we got Fantastic Four from Herbalist as well. So we'll get more into those topics again. If you have movie titles that associate with position groups specifically, give it to us in the comments. We'll go ahead and talk about those live. Uh, as we go. But Jake, before we get into the movie stuff, first things first, latest news articles, give it to us. <laughs> well, there was, you know, as far as like latest news, we're still uh, obviously just waiting for training camp to kick off here. It's still the purgatory part of the season. But a couple articles did pop up over the last couple of days that we thought were very interesting. One specifically, Dan, as you and I are, are big fans of certain NFL media pundits, and when they were uh, this one in relating to a specific Bucky Brooks of the NFL network Knows was going, about. yes, was, was going through his top duos for each position. So he had his top quarterback duo, however you want to sense, uh, you know, put some sense behind that. And in his case, he did Josh Allen and Case Keenum for the best starting and backup quarterback duo. And so he was going through running back duos, Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt and Cleveland, whatever his two. But Dan, I was very interested to read who he put as his number one wide receiving duo. And obviously I want to hear everybody else's opinion on this because while Keenan Allen are Michael my, and, and Mike Williams are definitely a formidable receiving duo, Dan, I don't think that you nor I have thought of them as the best wide receiving duo in the NFL. Yeah, I would say like, if, if you were to ask if just generally, like where would you put them? Someone said, hey, Jake, top wide receiver duos in the NFL, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams. I mean, in no particular order, I'd say that they could belong in the top 10, but I Fair. would never even think about putting them as the number one. 
Bucky Brooks thought it differently, though, because he ranked for this upcoming season Keenan Allen and Mike Williams as the number one wide receiving duo in the league just behind them. He put Devontae Adams and Hunter Renfro, and a number three, he put Chris Godwin and Michael Evans. Number one? Number one. Now, I'm sure that the quarterback aspect definitely has something to do with that. And of course, I'm interested to hear anybody's comments on this because this is, you know, kind of a subjective opinion on where your feelings may lie as far as this goes. But what do you think? I mean, just overall, I mean, I definitely would keep Devontae Adams and Hunter Renfro in there as far as their talent goes. It's good. Uh, Chris Godwin and Mike Evans, they've been established, especially with Tom Brady. I would definitely put Jamar Chase and T. Higgins in that conversation, given what they did in their first year. And if we're still ranking, you know, one to one from a quarterback ratio standpoint, they put up some really good numbers. But I don't know. What do you I mean, think? You got, Dan? you got like you got like Cart- Cortland Sutton. You've got Tim Patrick. You got Jerry Judy. That's like a trio, I guess. You've got uh, as much as we don't want to talk about the Dolphins. We got Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle. And I mean, Tyreek Hill is a bona fide top five wide receiver. Um, I mean, Hunter Renfro, Devontae Adams. If you want to throw in Darren Waller in there as kind of a pseudo wide receiver. Um, you could have said Calvin Ridley and Kyle Pitts, but now it's just Kyle Pitts, even though he's not really a receiver. Um, you know, I know I'm a homer. I know I'm a homer. And even I don't necessarily think that the – Chargers have the best wide receiver duo in the NFL. But I do think that if you were to kind of combine wide receiver one, wide receiver two, and quarterback that's throwing to them, then I could see it. Your list would be completely different, of course. Yes. But like, but the reason why I see those two as being number one, if I'm in Brucky Brooks's head, is because of the guy who's throwing to them. Like, if it was, for example, Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddell. If they had Justin Herbert throwing to them, they'd be in the top five, but they don't. So I get it just because of the bump that Justin Herbert gives from a sheer volume perspective. But I mean, I don't know. Number one's a little rich. Like, yeah. sell, sell it to me. How would you sell number one wide receiver duo? I mean, when you if you just were to take you know the the sample size of what you got from both players last year, definitely as far as both of them having good solid production years, it's probably one of the best that you've seen out of a Chargers wide receiving duo in some time, no question. But <laughs> I, I think what I think what it is is again we're still talking about duos in this aspect, and Dan, I I gear more towards what you're saying. If you narrowed this conversation to where you said, okay. What's the trifecta? Almost using the old school triplets mentality of what you used to use for the Dallas Cowboys with Aikman, um, Aikman, Smith, and uh, Urban. Thank you. Um, that to me would be more relatable. So if you were just talking wide receiver, wide receiving duos plus the quarterback, then yeah, I think that this list is a little bit more relatable. But I don't know. I don't know. I think when you're just thinking of just overall production, you know. Jamar Chase to me is a, I mean, just came on the scene. Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen, when Adam Thielen is healthy, they're a good wide receiver. I think think he would take, I think he would take those two. Uh, Sure. 
Sure. I mean, Stephon Diggs and Gabriel Davis with Josh Allen as the quarterback, you got a little glimpse of it last year. It wasn't that big of a sample size because of the time that Gabriel Davis was really coming on. But the expectations for this year, I think they're going to be a very formidable group. So if you're, if you, what are you basing it on? I think that that's more of the question that yeah. is, is getting to me a little bit because that's not in Bucky Brooks's explanation. It's simply just based off of production. I think in his head, he's relating it to the quarterback scenario. But if that's the case, then this changes this entire different argument. And you could think of a hundred different ways to mismatch this if it wasn't solely based on the quarterback. 100%. Brad Fuller is on his way home from work. Sup, fellas? Just got off work and watching as I drive home. Hold on. <laughs> Listen, you're listening on your drive home. You're drive listening safe. on your drive home. Uh, yes. What's going on today? Any squad, any place? I agree. Again, for folks in the comments, give us who your movie titles would be for for specific. I almost said Pacific. I was thinking Pacific Rim. For specific position groups. And we'd go ahead. Honestly, Jake, we've already had some gems in the comments. I, I saw some of them. I can't They're wait. Good. I can't wait to They're get into that. Uh, on the duos, Jake, did it by chance mention anything about corners or defensive backs or edge rushers? Were any chargers in those? So there's there's kind of a twofer that I was going to lead into because he did have the edge rushing combos, which in Bucky Brooks's case, he had Miles Garrett and Jadavion Clowney as his number one duo. Right behind that, he had Joey Bosa and Khalil Mack, which so, I think is relatable. Now, we haven't seen Joey Bosa and Khalil Mack actually play on the same field at the same time. So if, this is probably just a little bit more projection. But... Again, again, I have another article here that is going to be relating to those two players here in just a second. But without a doubt, I think Joey Bosa and Khalil Mack definitely belong in the top five. No doubt. No doubt. And I, I was thinking about this earlier, Jake, when you had mentioned that they were in the top five. And I was kind of thinking, like, okay, how would I, how would I personally rank, like, top duos? And I was kind of thinking, like, if I were to just take the totals of where they rank in the NFL. So, for example, let's say... Miles Garrett, I think, would probably be, in most people's eyes, the number one edge rusher in the NFL. So that's one. And then if you look at Jadavian Clowney, I don't know. His best days are behind him, probably. But I would say probably top 15 to 20, I would say. So if you average those, if you add those two up, let's call it, what, 17-ish? Number one, number 16, 17. And you look at Joey Bosa... And Khalil Mack. I would say Joey Bosa would probably be a top five somewhere. And Khalil Mack would probably be, I don't know, top seven to ten. So if you add those two numbers up, to me, those two numbers, if we're going golf scores, is better than a one Jadavian Clowney and Miles Garrett. Now, obviously, Miles Garrett brings anyone into the fold, just like you would see in Aaron Donald. Anyone next to him would be great as a tandem for defensive interior. So it's hard for me to be like, oh my gosh, I can't believe that Joey Bosa and Cleo Mack aren't number one. But like, also, I don't necessarily know if I would say that duo is above them. I mean, there's some damn good duos. Like, I'm thinking like Max Crosby and uh, Chandler Jones. Guys, Chandler Jones is a good one. Um, uh, I'm, I'm totally blanking. There's, there's a few that I would have thought that would be higher than this. So, I mean, I like it. Chargers number two. Uh, what about secondary? Anything in there? 
Nothing in the secondary. Nothing in the secondary. There's obviously a lot of mismatch in the secondary that has changed for this team. So Bucky Brooks did not have uh, the safety duo was Jordan Poyer and Micah Hyde from Buffalo. The cornerback duo was Xavier Howard and Byron Jones from Miami. But um, Derwin James was not there. Derwin James, Nasir Adderley, they weren't part in, in, of the top three duo that <laughs> ranking them on. <laughs> Come on. Come on, Dan. Be a little I'm bit not, more. No, but I'm saying I think Derwin James, would you could argue, is number one. Well, sure. As far as just if we're talking about one safety, I'm I can understand it, that. I'm argument. saying it's like the same equivalent as a Jadavian Clowney and a Miles Garrett. Now, is he as good as Jadavian Clowney is as a corner, as a defensive back in Nazir Adderley? Probably not, but let's say it's like number one and number, I don't know, 18. I would think that'd be top five. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, what else? Anyways, relating to those same individuals and Joey, Mack, and Joey Bosa and Khalil Mack. So ESPN's Jeremy Fowler put together his list of the NFL's best pass rushers. We're not talking about duos anymore. Now we're just talking about them individually. So Joey Bosa landed on the list at number four, one spot below his brother Nick Bosa, and Khalil Mack came in ninth overall on the list. And four in, and, and nine. And then taking into this, the uh, Fowler does acknowledge that he spoke with 50 coaches, players, scouts, and front office executives collectively and put together this list that way. So just so you can keep context of how he decided to come up with this list. But Joey Bosa and Khalil Mack, four and nine, respectively, of the top edge, top 50, ed, or uh, sorry, top edge rushers in the league. Not top 50, just top edge pass rushers in the league. Two of the top 10 in your own team. That's not mm-hmm. bad. I'll take it. It's kind of funny. Like Everyone still is like pinching themselves. Like They don't know what this is going to look like, which this is kind of a a good little segue into uh, the movie content that we're about to be talking about, but you don't really know what that movie looks like because you don't you know what it looks like you. It's like, it's like you're having like a, like a mashup of two Epic songs. We don't know what the mashup together looks like yet. Like that's kind of what this reminds me of um, a little bit, but people in pop, man. I mean, Khalil Mack one healthy is a absolute wrecking ball. Like the, <laughs> he, he was dominating before he got hurt last year, six sacks and seven games. Not bad. Average that out, people. Like, you'll take that every single year for production for your edge rusher. Absolutely. Okay, so we got Jeremy Fowler article. We have the top duo by Bucky Brooks. Was there anything else we're missing before we head over to the movie discussion? Anything in general, Dan, as far as just since we've had our last conversation on here, I know we're not at training camp yet. I know we're going to be there in just a couple weeks. We're looking forward to it. Is there anything that you have personally been thinking as far as just Things to watch as we get closer. Obviously, we're going to be doing all of our training camp battles as as we uh, delve into the preseason. And I'd like to hear everybody else's comments on this as well, just as, as far as any thoughts, as far as what you're looking forward to, to seeing over the next month and a half. But Dan, anything from you just in terms of perspective? Because we've talked about so much here over this offseason. But anything else that's come to your mind as far as, you know what? We need to hammer down on that. I'm looking forward to seeing X. Yeah. Uh, Need to see more production from this player. What? Um, I, I honestly, the, the one thing that I'm looking forward to is Derwin James getting resigned before the season starts. Like, I think we're, I think he is, but in my opinion, I think the better question is, will he sign an extension before training camp? And that's the goal. 
you've seen it Hopefully. like with Joey Bosa literally walking in the door to training camp and he signed it like two minutes prior. Um, that's a big storyline. Uh, Joey Bosa and Khalil Mack together on the same line. I think that's a big storyline to see. Wide receivers, like who's going to make the squad other than those top four that we know? Uh, tight ends, how many? Are we going to have four? Which running backs are we going to have? Like, I think there's so many roster questions. There is. And again, these are these are good questions to have because it points to the depth where you're having to actually have battles for number 52 and 53 on your roster. Um, I, how many corners are we going to have? Like, is someone like a, a Covington or a Tillery going to miss the roster? Will we see Joe Reed? Do we have a punter that we like? Who's going to be our kick returner? Like, we don't, so many things that we have to kind of figure out. Who is Andre Carter on this team? We, we, DeAndre Carter, excuse me. So tons of questions. And I think that's kind of what is so fun about training camp and about preseason is all of those questions are going to be answered. And it's just a matter of us trying to figure out, you know, <laughs> when they're going to be answered. Uh, will they be answered before the preseason? Most of them probably. Some of them definitely not. Like you'll probably get some roster spots that are taken from like literally the last or second to last preseason game. That's how important these are going to be. That's so, all right. Those are my storylines to look for. Any, anything I missed from you? No. You, you kind of just went through and covered the full gamut. <laughs> Obviously, things that we're going to delve into a lot more in detail, especially when we're talking about the overall 53 roster predictions here over the next several weeks, which is going to be very, very interesting. And just, you know, from all indications that we've gotten from, from coaches or reports or anything like that, there will be some surprise names, maybe some that aren't necessarily a surprise, depending on who you are, that are probably going to be left off this list. And I'll tell you what, considering the lack of starting positions that the Chargers are going to have, it's going to be a tight camp battle when we get into the late days of August. I can't wait. I can't wait. And we're going to be there. We'll be, we'll be covering some of the training camps live uh, from Jack Hammett. So if you're going to be there, come by, say hello. Um, all right, Jake, uh, for folks who are tuning in, who are watching, uh, this is going to be a very interactive. We want to get as much interaction from you as possible. So again, <laughs> if there is a movie title that you would associate with a position group on this Chargers roster, give it to us in the comments. We're going to go through ours. I have not seen Jake's list. Jake has not seen my list other than we have some pictures here. Literally, that's all we know. And we'll, of course, bring in some of the folks in the comments about what your guys' titles are. Jake, let's just start off with a couple that people have to kind of kick this thing off. So I like some up, of these that I've seen. I'm going to go way up to the top. Let's start at the beginning. So we've got, uh, let's see, start with Interior Defensive Line. This is from Shaggy Elwood. Love and Thunder is the movie title for Interior Defensive Line. I'm curious, who is Love and who is Thunder? <laughs> <laughs> interior Defensive Line, Love and Thunder... Uh, you know what? I probably, if I had to side with one or the other, I probably would have to say that Sebastian dose of day would be the thunder and Austin mm -hmm. Johnson would be the love. Okay. I don't know what PS I have my tickets for Friday. Attaboy. No spoilers. <laughs> stoked for the new Thor movie. Herbalist, the boondock saints. Epic Fantastic. movie. Joey Botha and Khalil Mack. They're going to turn the football world upside down. Just like the boondock sink wreck shop. With a mob in that movie, you can't go wrong with the Boondock Saints. Uh, let's see what else we got here. We've got uh, I'm trying to. What does you love? Wow, live shows. Edges would be Ghost in the Darkness. Have you seen this movie, Jake? I have not. 
Are we talking about are we talking about wait, ghost and the darkness or ghost in the darkness? Let's go in. I don't know. I don't know either of those. Which one okay, is that? So so ghost in the darkness. Kind of a I mean in retrospect now I believe it's 19 like 1995 1996 somewhere around there. But I mean first off great leading actors you have on this Dan Michael Douglas and Val Kilmer. Mm. Um it's I mean if we're just relating it from title standpoint I get it. But the the film itself is kind of it's kind of a little bizarre. Um but I get it. I like the title. I, I like the title. Um, so I'm okay with it. Ghost in the Darkness. <laughs> I'm good with it. Okay, for the tight end group, and then we'll get into ours. We'll go back to some of the, the comments as we go through. Uh, Towers of Power, another movie I have not seen. Have you seen this? I have not seen Towers of Power. Ian Alexander, we will take your word the, for it. I, obviously, the, the title makes a hell of a lot of sense when we're talking about the tight end position here. Yes. All right, Jake. So, again, Jake has not heard my rationale. I have not heard Jake's. And literally all we have here coming up is going to be pictures of movie posters. And Jake and I are going to have to kind of sell each of these movie titles for position groups. Jake, you ready? I'm set. Okay. I will say, this is unfair for folks who are watching. We put this together, and I, for whatever reason, could not figure out how to reorder this. So I believe all of these at the top are going to be mine. All the ones afterwards are going to be Jake's. So bear with us as we go through. Jake, ready? Number one. Let's have it. Mel Gibson, Danny Glover, Lethal Weapon. You know who I'm going with this position group? Who's this? This is going to be the Edge group. No, now, no surprise. N- now, a lot of people, I, originally I was kind of thinking like, oh, this could totally be like, uh, this could be a Justin Herbert type thing, or this could be like a, a skill position. I could go wide receivers here. Uh, given we now have the top two wide receiver duo in the NFL. Um, I'm going with Khalil Mack and Joey Bosa, two guys who are completely different, who had to kind of come together to join forces to go ahead and take over, if you will. And so I couldn't imagine, you know, in this movie, Danny Glover, Mel Gibson, polar opposites, opposites attract, very different in styles and what they do, coming together just like you would with Khalil Mack and Joey Bosa. A to F, what do you give me? Oh, it's an A. I chose, I mean, this was a thought of mine that I would have given the edge group, but I figured that this was, you know, low-hanging fruit, and I figured that you were going to do it, so I chose to go a different direction. This is um, low-hanging fruit for you? It is low-hanging ah! fruit, because it, to- it totally makes sense, Dan. What were we just talking about? Two guys that as a duo would, you know, argue they are in the top five as far as edge rushing duos and for one of the best buddy cop movies of all time um especially just with the humor the action the attitude that is behind both mel gibson and danny glover in this i grew up on the original i loved one through three four was eh, but the original especially with gary Busey as the villain in the finale that takes place on danny glover's front lawn it's epic loved it (laughs) But yeah, to me, this was a little bit too obvious for the edge rushing group. So I actually had a couple of names that I came up with, much in the same realm as you did, Dan. Uh, I kind of went with more of the buddy cop thing, you know, uh, trying to stay on premise with just, you know, two guys going head to head or teaming up. So I went with either Double Impact from 1991. It's coming. That's coming. I think I have that up here somewhere. 
Okay. Okay. So what? So what do you want me to do? Do you since you since your order is like this? Do you want me yes. to continue with the edge group, or do you want me to go with a different? I'm gonna go. I'm just gonna, we're gonna go with the next picture. We'll go picture by picture, and I think both okay. of us have one for this one. Okay. Gotcha. Go ahead. So I will let you go first because I think you had Fast and Furious. I think it was eight, and I had so, Fast and Furious. I so. mean, I had I had Fast Five. Fast Five, and I I relate. I mean, I've got a couple names for the wide receiver group. Fast Five was one of mine, just because from the standpoint it makes sense. Chargers most likely will end up only keeping uh, five wide receivers. For my ah. just for a quick exclamation point on my movie titles, I tried to make them as relatable from the premise and the title that relates to each one of these position groups. So Fast Five was one of mine. Dan, go ahead and explain what you related to Fast and the Furious to. Fast and the Furious, I have this as the overall Chargers defense. And you hear hmm. about Brandon Staley talking about like his, you say the term multiple, right? The thing that this Chargers team has lacked in terms of depth, top to bottom on defense, has been speed, and the ability to go sideline to sideline with the best of them. And you see what the Chargers have tried to go after in some of that speed and ferocity, if you will. You look at like a J.C. Jackson, who is top five corner in the NFL. You look at Asante Samuel Jr., who is like cat-like instincts, incredibly quick. J.T. Woods, who they went out and signed, incredibly fast track star. You got Nazir Adderley, who, again, playmaker, ridiculous athlete. You, Mike Davis, Incredibly fast. You put him on Tyree Kill all the time, although he's not going to go up against him as much as he was before. The defense, Derwin James. You've got Joey Bosa, Khalil Mack. You've got Kyle Vanoy. All these guys they've kind of brought in. I mean, even a, a Kenneth Murray and a Drew Tranquil, those guys like are fast. And so they've kind of injected so much speed into this defense for playmakers where I saw Fast and Furious, where it was like, I was kind of thinking gone in 60 seconds a little bit, but I went Fast and Furious just because I thought that was a little better. Um, so you have it for the receiving core. I have it for the defensive squad. Which one do you like more? Who sold it better? <laughs> I mean, I like your rationale for for the defense. And again, because I, I have a couple other ones for the wide receivers. I didn't just stop with Fast Five because I thought that there was a, a few more titles that were applicable for that position group. But if you're just talking overall defense, I could understand this. You had to improve on your defense in a variety of different ways. You showed that by free agency going out and upgrading the defensive line through the cornerback position, through the draft. I like it. I think it's a very relatable title. All right. Next one on my list, Jake. And I believe he was, this was a costume of yours, wasn't it? For Halloween? Oh, yes. This is what I was for Halloween last year. I'm so excited to hear your explanation on why you're relating Free Guy to this team. Ryan Reynolds in Free Guy. Before I tell you, who do you think this is? What's your guess? <sighs> Free guy. If I was to relate it to anything. Like, when I hear free and I'm thinking of, like, the football terminator, I'm thinking, like, defense. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I'm assuming this is your safety group. Would this be no. Derwin James? No? No. Oh, that's, show, that's a great one, though. That's a great one. I, I don't know. I give up. All right. I'm actually going to go with QB1 for this one. Now, okay. if you look at the movie poster <laughs> by itself, right? Destruction. Destruction all around him. And he's kind of this, this guy who's very kind-hearted, very innocent. And he's trying to find love. He's trying to find you know, his way throughout this premise of everything that's absolutely mayhem throughout the entire movie, right? 
and all these bad guys are coming and he's surrounded by a whole bunch of crap. And he kind of just takes over with his, you know, his, his happiness. He takes over with his charming personality. Obviously he has incredible like special moves. He's basically a superhero with glasses on and all of that stuff in the midst of like this video game that like he has no business in. And you relate that to a Justin Herbert, right? Who cool as his out of the pillow. No one would think that he would be able to succeed because he's not a leader, quote unquote. He doesn't have the kind of the type A alpha personality. Listen to Dan Wolkenstein. Free guy and Justin Herbert are more of a match made in heaven than you think. I mean, Justin Herbert, it's kind of like buttoned up, right? Like he's a pretty PG guy, likes to stay out of the spotlight, just like free guy. But when needed, like he absolutely kicks ass and wins it over. And so I go free guy for Justin Herbert taking over the video game, i.e. the NFL, and in theory, set up to win. We'll see if he does. Bravo. The fact that you went back all the way talking about Herbert's personality, his perception when he came in the league, what was he, how were people looking at him, and the fact that you just related that to one of my favorite movies is <laughs> <was> phenomenal. <laughs> well done. You're welcome. You're welcome. All right, a couple other ones that we have here. Shaggy Elwood is saying heist movie for the secondary. I'll take it. I like it. I like that, uh, actually. Better than, pe- hey, I like that better than Jack Boys. Yes. Do they get better than Blockbusters? <laughs> Quiet. Uh, Independence Day for the safeties is one that was given to us. Now, Jake, where's the reference for that? Well, I'm trying, to, I'm trying to figure that. I mean, I'm trying to think here. Like the, like the last, the last, the last line of defense before like the world ends. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah, probably. You know, I may have gone with like, if you were talking about like the safety term, I may have gone like the men in black type of scenario as far as like protection, you know, last line of defense, but I get it. I can, I can follow it the way that you were putting it there, Dan, I could relate it. Okay. All right. Uh, James Wagner, friend of the show, has come in. Bolt up, guys. Hoping everyone is well. God bless. Thank you, James, for tuning in and for everyone else. Again, if you are just tuning in, we are doing movie titles that correspond to position groups on this team. We've already gone through a few. We've gone through Fast and the Furious. we got Free Guy. Uh, next up on our list, Jake, this is yours. Yes. Double impact so i relate this to this was one of my relations to the edge group you know you think about some of the the duos and along with the title name and everything like that that we're relating to what's the what is the impact that is going to be the likes of khalil mack and joey bosa teaming up together neither one of these guys has had an edge rusher of that type of caliber alongside of them during their nfl career so there's a lot to be stoked about this um, and of course in this movie, it's there a spoiler alert. There's actually a couple Van Damme references that I have throughout my movie list here. So just bear with me. Damn uh, right. Sue me. I'm a child of the eighties. What can I say? I love eighties action. Um, <laughs> but another one here, Dan, that I actually thought was more appropriate, much like you type of a buddy cop pair up movie. How about two guns? 2013 Mark Wahlberg. Denzel Washington, 
you got both guys that are one's working for you know the government CIA, the other guy is a U.S. Marine, and they kind of get put together under unconventional circumstances, and they're playing one another. Not, not the, the each one doesn't know that they're getting played by the other one, and then they have to end up teaming up and just causing havoc throughout the drug lords, throughout uh, the government the, that's that's going after him. So two guns, I think, would be just phenomenal for, <laughs> for Joey Bosa and Khalil Mack. I'll take it. I love it. Okay. Uh, we have talked about all offseason, you know, which Avenger, who would be on this team, and what one Justin Herbert would be. I think we came up with Thor, which would be what Justin Herbert was. But you chose Avengers. After this, we'll go ahead and do a couple more that folks have given us in the chat. But Avengers, Jake, what position group is the Avengers? Uh, this is for my DBs, collectively the cornerbacks and the safeties. High praise. You Well, there's a reason behind this. I put this from the standpoint of we know where the Chargers stood when it relates to third down defense last year. And then I went back to a line that Tony Stark says to Loki when he says, if we can't protect the earth, you better damn well be sure we're going to avenge it. That is their goal for 2022. Avenge yourself. Avenge your mistakes from last year. You bring in JC Jackson. You bring in Bryce Callahan. You go out and you draft JT Woods to help out in that safety group of the secondary. You're going to have Derwin James as your piece, your Tony Stark, essentially, your Captain America, however you want to relate Derwin James to. But the Avengers is what this group should be heading into 2022 because you have to get better from that secondary standpoint. Okay, on the spot, Jake, uh, DB group, which what, which Avenger is Derwin James? <sighs> see, like if we were talking, see, because Thor in this movie still to me is not like even as, at his most powerful. He didn't really get to that until Ragnarok. Tony was well established. Cap, Cap even wasn't really at his most powerful in this movie. To me, when it got to Winter Soldier, that's just where he kicked everyone's ass. So, really, the one that caused the most destruction and best scenes in these movies, I'm kind of going to say it was the Hulk. <laughs> he was just wiping out dudes and especially Loki all over the place. I would get, I would give the Hulk to Cleo Mack, honestly. Like healthy, like, I think that's who I'd go with. Um, interesting. Okay. Uh, Jake, let's get into some of the other ones that we have. Uh, Blue Deftone, what's going on? He says, Bolt up. What about the other guys? Great, but great buddy cop team up movie. Will Ferrell, Mark Wahlberg, absolutely. Who would that be? Well, if it's the, I mean, it's the, the other guys to me, because that's, I, I did come across that and, I just didn't think that you'd relate Khalil Mack and Joey Bosa to the other guys. So if you want to relate it to Kyle Van Noy and, and the rest of the edge rush group, the other guys, that's totally fine. What about like Easton stick and chase Daniel? Yep. There you go. Yeah. That (laughs) that's probably appropriate. Yes. All right. Shaggy Elwood has Kyle Horvath for demolition, man. God, I (laughs) love this movie. It is such an, underrated underappreciated action movie Sylvester Stallone Wesley Snipes just tear the crap out of a future Los Angeles and Dan it's so appropriate because so many things that were uh basically predicted or projected in the movie are things that we have now and it's just a great action movie great humor 
Um, if you have not seen Demolition Man, for the love of God, stop what you're doing and go out and watch it because it's awesome. Herbalist has three musketeers for the cornerbacks, J.C. Jackson, Asante Samuel Jr., and Bryce Callahan. I get behind that. Mm-hmm. Um, I like this one, too. He also gave Saving Private Ryan the offensive line for <laughs> Justin Herbert, like 100%. Right, right. <laughs> Um, there was a good one here. Lord of the Rings, he actually came in with. Herbalist, I think this might be the best one so far. Lord of the Rings, Justin Herbert is Frodo. Chase Daniels is Sam. And he gives more. Taking the ring deep into the heart of Mount Mordor, going to the Super Bowl. Bolta. Amen. <laughs> Sounds whatever, great Whatever movie you want to reference, and when you get into this aspect as it relates to the Chargers finishing with a Lombardi trophy in their hand, you could... Call it whatever the hell you want to call it. <laughs> Reality Check says the other guys got to be bench players that come in. Yes, that's why I said Chase Daniel Easton stick. Come on. Um, tropical gun would be James Wagner's recommendation for the secondary. The need for speed and no fly zone. I think he was, put, he, I think he's putting together Tropic Thunder and Top Gun. I, that's my guess. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not sure if he meant to say Trop- Top Gun, Tropical Thunder, Tropical Thunder, and the Fly Zone. But hey, two two movies with Tom Cruise. So I would love to see his character from Tropic Thunder flying an F-14. Yeah. Uh, Blue Deftone was saying Demolition Man. What about the Expendables? I mean, the Expendables, yes, because if you're thinking about all the 80s action heroes, the biggest of the baddest coming together for one movie, true. I think it was the title that just kind of gets me a little bit tweaked on that because I understand the Expendables title as it relates to the characters in the movie, but who necessarily from this roster is considered Expendable? Gotcha. Joe Fernandez, friend of the show, diehard Bolt Club fam. Bolt up, gents. One month left until preseason football. Blesses us with his presence. Looking forward to seeing everyone soon. BTFU. Amen. Amen. All right, Jake, let's get back into it. Next one. Goodfellas. Ray Liotta, Joe Pesci, Robert De Niro. Who is this, Jake? This was another one that I had for the wide receiver group. You know, you got Robert De Niro, as I would relate to as like Keenan Allen, you know, the leader of the wide receiver group. You got Joe Pesci as the number two guy who could honestly be considered as the number one, who is just a badass. We know how bad Joe Pesci is in this movie. And you got Ray Liotta. Ever since I was a kid, I knew I wanted to be a gangster. The young pup, the guy who's really coming up in the crew, I'm relating that to Josh Palmer a little bit. So Goodfellas, for me, I really related to the wide receiver group here. Okay. Now, I think that's all the images that we have, but I think there were some more that both of us had to discuss. So one of them, Jake, that I had, uh, one of my all-time favorite movies, Anchorman. Now, when I say that, I'll give you a second here. What, which group do you think or what position would that be? What does that what comes to mind? That definitely sounds like offensive line to me. Yes, there we go. And there if we, we put go. in the I'm Ron Burgundy with a question mark, are we I really love- sure what's going to happen at that right tackle position? I love Lamp. We could have been a couple years ago. There you go. <laughs> I miss those days, Forest Lamp. Aww. But yes, Anchor Man, Jake. Think about anchors that this team has not had until these last few seasons. All of a sudden, you get Rashawn Slater anchoring the left side. 
Corey Lindsley in the center spot for Justin Herbert. You got now Zion Johnson there anchoring the right side. We'll see what happens at right tackle. We don't know. But you could argue we have three guys at their positions who could arguably be top. Two of them are definitely top 10 in their position. One of them we don't know yet, but arguably he should be considering how high he was drafted in Zion Johnson. You got Matt Filer. The anchors that Justin Herbert has, Philip Rivers has only dreamed of having. And recently we kind of heard about Philip Rivers now finally getting able to talk about uh, Justin Herbert and how excited he is and how much he's rooting for him. Like, there's got to be a part of Philip Rivers. And I, I know he's a competitive guy. I know he's super kind. But there's got to be a part of him that's been like, what the hell, man? Like, where was this for me for 15 years? I, I, so I'm going to go with Anchorman for the offensive line. I'm trying to think of position groups we have not done. So off the cuff, uh, do you have any for the running back crew? I have a couple for the running back crew. So, and again, my titles kind of relate to the situation that is currently the running back crew. So I, the first one I had was the A-Team, 2010, if you have not seen that version of the A-Team with Bradley Cooper and Liam Neeson. It's a great little action movie, actually, the way it turned out. But I'm calling it the A-Team because it really is Eckler's, Austin Eckler's team, the A-Team. Who are the other guys that are behind it? Uh... But, but more appropriately to that situation, Dan, how about Catch Me If You Can? 2002, Tom Hanks, Leonardo DiCaprio. Austin Eckler's just standing here. He's challenging the rest of that running back group to come and get him. Catch me if you can. Catch Austin Eckler if you can. Someone needs to, on LAFB, come up with a kind of new shirt that has Austin Eckler in the symbol of Catch Me If You Can. I love it. Well done, Jake. Uh, let's see. Well, special teams. Uh, real quick. LAFB, I believe this is probably Ryan chiming in. Anchorman, easily the wide receiver core. So we don't have... Ryan, we don't have Ryan in here to tell us about this, but I'd love to hear this justification. How maybe just because of the group of of them collectively as a group. They are they are pretty funny though, too. Think about like Keenan Allen and Mike Williams. Like they're both pretty, pretty giggly fellows. Josh Palmer, I don't really know his personality that much. Who would you relate Paul Rudd's character to for this wide receiving court? <laughs> I think I would plead, I think I would plead the fifth on that one. I don't know. Oh my god. I, I think it if it was me, it has to be Mike Williams. Definitely. <laughs> Definitely Mike Williams. Shaggy Elwood comes in. Can't wait to hear the offensive line sing Afternoon Delight. Yes, please. Oh, man. Uh, let's see. We got Lucas Mexicano with Bad Boys. I'm not sure who that would be. For, I, I mean, you can, you can relate this to a number of position groups with that movie. Special teams? Oh, they no, they no, they. I mean, well, if you want to relate to like that, <laughs> yeah, you know, there's there's different movies that I think you could come up with. That one may be relatable to the other guys, essentially. Yeah, <laughs> you know? fair, fair. Um, and it looks like you're right, Jake. Right on cue. Mike Williams equals Paul Rudd. You had it. Okay. Uh, wide receiver group, according to Reality Check, is Operation Dumbo Drop. <laughs> Dan, do you remember this movie? No. I do. I don't necessarily understand the wide receiver reference here. Maybe just as far as catching it, <laughs> but that's about the only reference I can get from this movie. Okay. Um, let's see. Lexus Mexicano says, I would say running backs are stepbrothers because it's a little animosity, but they might soon love each other. Okay. All right. 
would you would you say there's animosity? I wouldn't necessarily say that there's animosity, but it, there is some. I mean, there's definitely some calling out. We've been hearing this all since last year from Brandon Staley waiting for the number two guy to really show themselves. And last year with Justin Jackson, Larry Roundtree, Joshua Kelly, that didn't end up coming to fruition. Now you're one year later. You've drafted another running back in Isaiah Spiller. And now when you actually have Austin Eckler saying, come get me, guys. Come take the same exact opportunity that I took when I was undrafted and I had my shot and I took it. So I wouldn't necessarily say there's some animosity, but there are... There's definitely some challenging, specifically as it relates to this position group. Go, sure. Yeah, I think he's. I think he's kind of wondering. Like he's probably asking Isaiah Spiller and Roundtree and everyone, like, you know, why aren't you so sweaty? Instead of why are you so sweaty? Or yes. like he's, or, or like he's wanting to know if they can, you know, Catalina wine mix in a little bit to the wow. running back position because, like, they're he's sitting there on an island. Nice, nice transition. Nice on a boat. Reference. Nice pun. on a boat. I mean, he's oh my sitting. Lord. <laughs> he's sitting there, just needing help from someone. Investors, possibly someone. Please, <laughs> someone take running back two spot. I oh can't God. believe it. I did it. not know you're going to go that depth into it. <laughs> okay, we've got D line, fantastic beast, secret of Staley. See, but if you if you said the full movie title, Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them, that would have been more appropriate for the defensive line last year. Where are my Fantastic Beasts? Where to find them? <laughs> yeah. Hefe, uh, friend of the show, our fellow hey. Chiefs fan. Hefe, okay, what would you give the Chiefs? Would you say like... <laughs> I, would, oh, I thought about some of that. I was going to keep my mouth shut. What would you give for the Chiefs? What would be a good movie title for them? <sighs> I mean, I don't know. Legend, I need some. I need some time to think about that. Legends honestly. of the Fall. Whoa. Okay. All right. You're coming out swinging like that. Okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Glory days. Enjoy yourself, Evan. Ah, <laughs> uh, good luck to your Chiefs this year. Can't wait. Uh, what position group would you guys give Back to the Future? According to Herbalist. Somebody already, I saw it in the chat. Somebody already had a nice reference to it. They actually referenced, it was, see if I it can was find player it. to coach, but it was, it was basically Staley going back to grab Khalil Mack to bring him into the future and combine him with Joey Bosa, which I like that. I thought that was very creative. Where did you see that? I didn't see that come in. It was, it was way up toward the top, like earlier before we even got into the discussion, but I remember catching that. Okay. Uh, reality check says Jack Reacher for our year one Super Bowl expectations. What do you think about that, Dan? <laughs> it's a bit of a reach. I'll give you that. <laughs> That's, that is true. I, um, I like I like how he's trying to incorporate, you know, yes, little parts of the words. So this is this is what we're talking about. This is the creativeness that we're we're looking for. Okay, so Jake, what would you give the coaching staff? See, I didn't come up with the coaching staff. I didn't either. To be honest. I didn't either. I, I wouldn't know. <sighs> I'd probably have to put a little bit of thought into that one. Um, yeah, I'm not sure about that one. Hmm. I would have to come back to that. Uh, let's see. Brad Fuller here with kind of a comment off the side. The way Coach Staley has been talking about DJ and Derwin was actually there when Derwin was actually there. The way Coach Staley has been talking about DJ and Derwin was actually there when Staley was signing, 
says a lot. He's getting the bag before training camp. Okay, so I think he was talking about when um, Staley was talking about Derwin James while Derwin James – or the other way around. Derwin James was talking about the extension. He was talking good about his coach, and I think gave him a shout-out while the coach is walking by. I think that's what is Brad is referring to. Sorry, it took me 15 minutes to get that out of there. Um, so that's it for the movie titles that I had, Jake. With any other movie titles that you had off the yeah. clip? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I See, had this, this, is a, this is what I'm saying. Jake is like the master of movie stuff. So this is right up his alley. So uh, let's hear it, Jake. Rapid fire. So I had a couple other ones. Uh, so for, for linebackers, <laughs> this has nothing to do with the actual premise of the movie, but the title is very, very appropriate. How about for the linebacker groups, Dan? We talked about this. Arguably, when, we, when you're looking at the overall depth, it's one of the weakest positions that's on this team. Kenneth Murray coming back from surgery. Drew Tranquil, that we know when he's healthy and, and productive for every single one of the games, he's awesome when it comes to being in that linebacker spot. But the depth behind it now, when you're looking at uh, Brandon Staley going out and getting Troy Reader, it's not the best when it comes to the depth. So it's very top-heavy in terms of talent goes. So I went with Maximum Risk. Another Van Dam, Dam reference, 1996 movie. Maximum risk is what you're taking with this linebacking group when you're just looking at that position group. I like it. Everybody needs to cross their fingers, really. For I thought you were going maximum risk with the right. Me. I thought you were going maximum risk with the right tackle. No, no. Actually, I have a different okay. one for for right tackle. Um, believe it or not, how about all the right moves? Tom Cruise. Craig T. Nelson, Leah Thompson, 1983. And the premise of the movie, Dan, it's about a dude who is just looking for a shot to prove himself playing football. It's almost along the similar lines of Rudy, but this is Trey Pipkin's opportunity to get the right tackle spot. He's in a contract year. We've seen all of his ups and downs that he's gone through, a lot more downs than there have been of ups since he has been drafted by this team. But Trey Pipkins now has his opportunity. So all the right moves to acquire or to be this team's starting right tackle. I like it. How, how long ago was that movie out? 1983. 83. Okay, so that's before Stranger Things was supposedly out. I never saw it. Hmm. Well, yeah, you weren't, you weren't born yet. So well, that's You weren't reason. born either and you saw it, so... <laughs> I'm a child of the 80s, man, though. I, I I definitely go back to my 80s roots. Fair enough. I will say, though, like, imagine Isaiah Spiller and Austin Eckler on the cover of this. Mm-hmm. Not bad, that'd, right? be, that'd be great. Austin Eckler would endorse it, I think. What else definitely. you got? How about the three amigos for the tight end group? Steve Martin, Chevy Chase, Martin Short, 1986. Steve Martin's kind of the veteran, the showman, or the uh, the front runner of the group that everybody can get behind. That's going to be the uh, Gerald Everett's role in this. You got Donald Parham. You relate him to Chevy Chase, not only just from the height standpoint, because he's the biggest guy out of these three individuals. And then Martin, Sh- Martin Short, who was kind of just in the be- real beginning of his stardom before he really kind of took off. He's, uh, he's Trey McKitty to me. So, again, I don't see the Chargers keeping more than three tight ends when we're getting to the finality of this group when it comes to final cutdowns. But, yeah, three amigos. I like it. How about this? Would you give the heavyweights to the interior defensive line? 
That could be one. I actually put the defensive line, and I think that this is very appropriate. How about upgrade? 2018, it's a very lesser-known sci-fi action movie starring Logan Marshall Green. And obviously upgrades for a variety of different reasons, given who you had on your interior defensive line last year. You go out and you get Sebastian Joseph Day, Austin Johnson. You can even throw in Morgan Fox in there on what you bring into the interior of the defensive line. But Dan, this movie is essentially about a guy who witnesses his his girlfriend getting killed. He ends up um, being paralyzed. And this corporation comes in and basically inserts a chip into his neck that artificial intelligence takes over his brain. He can walk again. And then he basically just takes revenge on everybody that had anything to do with it. But upgrade in a variety of different ways is appropriate for the interior defensive line. I could use that. I could, there, there's some shots fired here in the comments. I'm not even going to read some of these. Uh, reality check says deep impact for the defensive line, which when's the last time we had depth, the defensive line like this. Yeah, but if you're relating it I mean, to depth, sure, I get that one. Um, that's true. Okay. <laughs> Reality check also, Trey Pipkins for risky business. I love that. I love that. I think that's extremely appropriate. Yep. Uh, the outsiders for the interior linebackers, inside linebacker, excuse me. Um, ah, we got to figure out one for the coaching staff. I can't think of one now, but we'll have to get that later. Uh, what would you do for special teams? Got Andre, got DeAndre. I, mean, I really like, I didn't come up with one for the special teams, but the other guys <laughs> is, 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 I think, really, really good. Because um, it's it's interesting how you can decipher special teams as a whole. We don't know what we have with DeAndre Carter yet. Uh, yet. You saw what Dustin Hopkins did to your kicking game when he came on the team last year. But the rest of your team as a unit was, you know, mediocre at best. It wasn't anything that really blew your socks off well, uh, special teams look at reality checks comment right now because i'm looking at it staring it in the face that might be it <laughs> kicking and screaming yep how about this I, I dig it how about this would you go longest yard for the running backs group uh because it felt like to me, like any time it was like fourth and one or fourth and inches, third and inches, more so third and inches. Like the low numbers, I felt like we never could get. Fourth and two, we saw what happened there. Like there's so that's, many, yeah. like the longest yard. I feel like. I, I see where you're the, going. Maybe, I don't know if that's running back or maybe that's offensive line. I don't know. Could be special teams because, damn it, <laughs> we give up so many long yardage on punt returns. Anything else they could think of or that you brought on? No, I think that that was all of mine. So I'm loving seeing some of these <laughs> these references here. Special teams, it's Ted. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I love Ted. I would just love to hear the explanation of this. Yes. Little Giants, who would you give that position group to? Or that movie title to? What position group? That one might be like for the special teams, you know? <laughs> That one could definitely go for the special teams, little giants. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. So before we head out of here, we'll give a chance for any questions, topics, last minute thoughts before we get out. We are wrapping up. Again, we talked about wide receivers. Chargers apparently, according to Bucky Brooks, have the top wide receiver duo in the NFL. 
what say you? We talked about top duos in the NFL, which were things like Keenan Allen, Mike Williams. We talked about Khalil Mack and Joey Bosa. We talked about Derwin James and whoever else you want to be in the secondary not being there, which I wonder if they put a secondary top two. I wonder if Derwin and JC Jackson combined. I remember when they were talking about PFF actually had an article on this, when they were talking about overall secondary groups. And I believe that they put the chargers at number eight and that's collectively taking in their safety groups and their cornerback groups. So they had them at number eight, but that's the last ranking I can ever remember seeing them on. Gotcha. So take that for what you will. Cause I know that not everybody believes in PFF. Take that. So yeah, so we've talked about free guy, fast and the furious. You've had deep, double impact, the Avengers, Good fellas, catch me if you can. All the right moves. We've had Anchorman. We've had the Expendables. Uh, I'm sure there's been a bunch of other ones. Um, Jake, this turned out exactly like I was hoping. By the way, to see all of these. Yes, these and I, honestly, I can't wait till this goes live on YouTube, like after the fact, and people can watch it because I want to see what these comments look like at the end of the show. Uh, for folks who have not already, please hit that like and subscribe button. Uh, on YouTube, if you find us on podcasts, wherever you get those, Apple, Spotify, wherever you find them. Uh, again, we are on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. Um, we've actually started a new segment, Chargers Unleashed in 60. So you'll be seeing some of the little snippets come out as we go. Um, Jake, anything else we want to tell the great people of Chargers family before we head out of here on this Unleashed live episode? We're covered, my friends. Bring us football. I want it back. <laughs> oh, I, thought going, I thought you were going. I think I started singing back to you boys. I want it that way, but we'll go with that. Uh, for Jake Hefner, you can find him at Jake D Hefner. Myself at Chargers Homer. Holy crap, Wolkenstein! You actually made that reference. I might end this with a bye bye bye. You'll see. But hey, you can find us lac underscore unleashed is our handle for Twitter. Before I embarrass Jake anymore, thank you guys so much for tuning in. We'll talk to you next time on Chargers Unleashed.